Hello and welcome to the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. This is episode 23, Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. A man who it is said Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics, welcome Michael. Hello, gents. Hello, Mick. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan, and our groundskeeping guru, welcome Alex. G'day, Ross. G'day, guys. Uh, and because David Bullock is not going to be here this episode, I'll give you guys a numbers update, and it's straight down the line with me. Um, 135 listeners listened to part one of our previous episode, and part two, 71 listeners. <laughs> oh, so, Jesus. Yeah. So really... 50 people worked out what we're all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've really taken to heart that lo- the idea of mid-off. Yeah. Midway yeah. through, you'll probably want to switch off. <laughs> Yeah, took your advice to heart, Roscoe. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Today we come to you from the Twin Studios. I'm in the Alex Doolan Studios, and the rest of the crew are in the John Holland Studios. <laughs> Jolland, I think we call it just for short. Oh, right. Yeah, Jolland. Yeah. Jolland. Jolland, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a big lug production brought to you by our host, our ever-growing host of financially viable sponsors, the gold medal soft drink company, Collins Class Submarine, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, New Edition, Eagle Boys, <laughs> Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Smorgies, Sizzler, Bilo, Franklin Supermarket, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, Hey, Pocket Mail Me, Copper Art, Brushes, Laserdiscs, Flash Drives, and of course, all our podcasts are recorded onto high-quality Betamax. Now, um, Alex, you might be interested. I read an article during the week that said that VCRs are no longer going to be made. Really? Yeah. Were they still being made, were they? Yes, up until a few months ago, as was Betamax. What? Really? Yes. Yeah, what? It's for all those blokes who bought their porn in the 80s on the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> They're about 70 years old. I'm not learning a new technology. <laughs> had a very interesting discussion um, during the week with um, the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Right, um, directly? As sure. Yes, and um, they, <laughs> they've confirmed that there will, in fact, be a question in the upcoming census, and it's going to be the following. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to or are you aware of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast? <laughs> That's how big we've become. Resounding yeses all around. Yeah, we're we're getting census questions because the ABS want to know if they should direct some more funding towards us. Yeah, Uh, yeah, well, biggest explicit podcast, uh, cricket podcast in the world, I think. That's right. Number one explicit podcast, yeah. Anyway, enough of that chit-chat. It's over to Mick for local cricket and another made-up match report. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so um, for this... Episodes made up match report. I headed down to the Calder to the home of NBA champion Matthew Delavadova and our favourite ex district cricketer Tip Madsley, Maryborough, <laughs> to check out the granny of the Maryborough and District Cricket Association. The MDCA is a 17 comp featuring Carisbrook, Lane Curry Denoli, MKM, Lana Curry Denoli, there you go, thank you, Ross. The MKM Cricket Club, which I believe stands for Men Knitting Mittens. Uh, Colts Thielen, <laughs> Creswick's Imperials, and our grand finalists, Maryborough and Clunes. I thought the MDCA... The MDCA used to have a popular 1v4, 2v3 semi-final system. And once again, we saw fourth knockout first and third defeat second to give us a three-versus-four showdown in the granny. 
do you just um, select the ones where one feeds? No, I don't. No, it it certainly appears that way, but that is not the case. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, um, alrighty. So, the Maryborough side would feature Martin. No, I can't get you a laptop cheap, Dal. The league's second highest (laughs) run scorer. And the side's leading wicket taker, Jacob, Jacob Malcolm McDowell. Yep. Not to be outdone, Clune's bowling attack will be led by the league's number one wicket t- taker, Jason. It rhymes with Dole, Yol, who finished the season with 42 poles. Takes a special player to take 42 wickets in a season. Who did that, Mick? Oh, I think I've done it once. Oh, right. You, oh, may, have, you may have done it yourself as well. No, though. I think 40, mate. Just 40. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, well, technically 40 is close to more than 40. Clunes <laughs> uh, would also be expecting plenty of runs from their leading run makers, Nick Hind and Mark Allen. Peter, they couldn't get David Swartz on board too. <laughs> as I brought into Princess Park in Maryborough to see who would take home the Troy Chaplin Trophy, I heard over the PA that Clunes skipper Nick Hind quarters had won the toss and the Sand Dunes would be having a bat. Clune's opening duo of Lucas, What the Fudge, and AM Radio's Mark Allen made their way to the centre, but unfortunately a short time later, Mark Allen was trapped in front LBW. Due to to the MDCA stance with that Hawkeye is just some technology bullshit, (laughs) DRS was not in place. When questioned on whether he nicked it onto his pad, replied, nicked it? If it had any more wood on it, I could build a table. The best of the Sand Dunes with the bat was Patrick Ewing Richards, who got to 55 before being skittled by Jacob McDowell. Bloody red car drove past, could be heard coming from the change rooms. <laughs> Clunes would get to 167 all out. The wickets being shared amongst the Mary Barrett bowlers with the laptop Matty Dahl and the McDowell brothers Jacob and Samuel taking two wickets each. As the Mary Barrett skipper Mark Butch Cassidy called in his team, he could be heard saying, It's only two and a bit, boys. Not, only two and a bit and over, boys. Nothing stupid. <laughs> Unfortunately for Butch and the rest of the Virgin Marys, their opening duo of Ben the Ho-Hoban and Corey, Corey Hallelujah Taylor, both made ducks to leave the Marybar boys reeling at two for one. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> the Corey, laptop Matty Dell and his partner in crime and rhyme, Scott Ring My Bell, came together <laughs> to try and right the ship. Try as they might, their 40-run partnership helped to slow the bleeding but wasn't enough with the Bloody Marys dismissed for 107 and conceding first innings points. Key bowler for Clunes being Tony, sounds like Holiday Halliday, taking four for 17. A man up for a challenge, the Maryborough skipper, Mark Butch Cassidy, refused to concede and Clunes went out to bat again to build on their 60-run lead. Take a note, Daniel. Butch... Looked like a genius when the Harpoons were three for six. Mark Jer- Jerker Jenkin was joined by the skipper. Nick is another word for an edge, Hind. They took the score <laughs> to dinner for two, 69. Hey. The Clunes' full moons were dismissed for 131, <laughs> setting the Mary Bar of Mary Poppins 192 for victory. <laughs> the key wicket taker in the, in the second inning, in the second Clunes in- innings, being the laptop, Matty Dell, taking four for 19. Deciding that a shake-up was needed, the skipper moved first innings number six, Emmett the Cowboy Smith, to open with Corey Taylor. And it looked like a master stroke as they put on 35 for the first wicket. The skipper then went out to bat at three, helping Taylor take the score to 106. 
and Mary Barry, conti- Mary Barry continued their fight back at 3.7 runs and over and pulled in the Clunes score in 52 overs, seven wickets down to reverse the outright and win the flag. Oh, yeah, so great effort there. So um, oh, the mid-off podcast man of the match and the winner of the Tip Madsley medal <laughs> and a year's supply of groceries and Tucker bag is the laptop Matty Dell. Yeah. Special mention to Mary Maryborough Virgin Mary skipper Mark Butch Cassidy for not conceding and batting himself at number three in the second dig. Great, great effort. So congratulations to the Maryborough boys on their flag. And that is this episode's Made Up Match Report. Oh, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Mick. Um, no doubt yep. I think we'll get some listener feedback from... Um, Tip Madsley about so and so actually used to do this, and I played with so and so when he did. Was it the VIS or something like that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He'd know everything, especially if they were at the VIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all over it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that was um, uh, very good as always. We move over now to something else. Yes. It's in the corner without. So in the. Um... Two weeks and a bit, I've forgotten my theme song. Um, <laughs> I think it went something about in the corner with Alex, something like that. So we're in the corner now. Welcome, guys. It's a happy place in the corner with me. In the corner this week, we're doing a bit of a uh, around-the-ground style thing with a bit of um, geography lesson, guys. So in light of the Shield Fixer coming out in the previous weeks, fellas... The uh, first time Townsville will host a first-class match. Oh, nice. Yes, and they're hosting it at the famous Tony Island Stadium in Townsville. Who's Tony Island, you say? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> Firstly, let's get on to Townsville. Now, coincidentally, this year are uh, celebrating their 150 years of their inception. As a town? As a, t- as a city, I think. As a city. Or as a... As a um, Entity. Oh, trading route or harbour. As or as a McDonald's franchise. <laughs> yes, yeah. The first time McDonald's came in, <laughs> only 50 years ago, in 1866. Oh, I thought, actually, they were celebrating 150 years of the Townsville Suns. Yes. Yeah. Not, the the Townsville, not the Townsville Crocs in yes, the NBL? Oh, swamp. yeah, the NBL. Yeah. Yes, their stadium's called the Swamp, by the way, guys. <laughs> which oh. I... Good, skipping ahead in facts about Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, 1,350 kilometres north of Brisbane, which is a fucking long way. I didn't realise how far away <laughs> Brisbane it was. I think it's like Melbourne to Brisbane is the same distance as Brisbane to Townsville. Yeah. It, uh, probably very similar, yeah. And um, it's also 350 kilometres south of Cairns. So it's in, like... In the middle of nowhere. 200,000 people live there, around about, really? as of the last census. Yep. Oh, census data. Mm. <laughs> yep, Information exactly. power. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Not just Wikipedia here, Ross. That's no. for sure. <laughs> Real stuff. Yep. Yes. Um, so a few of the local popular attractions are the Strand. Um, it's a long tropical beach and garden strip. Uh, the Riverway Riverfront. Uh, there's a Ross River. Which is renowned, as you know, from... Ross River Virus? Correct. Is it named after you, Slats? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 When a mosquito stings you and gives you Ross River Virus, you suddenly love fixturing. (laughs) You catch that bug, it's a hard one to shake. (laughs) (laughs) It has a great aquarium. Uh, There's lots of good flora and fauna, as you love, Ross. Mm. Um, The... There's the relic of the sunken British warship, the HMS Pandora, there. 
Okay. Why did it sink? They opened up Pandora's box. Uh-huh. It wasn't because it had a giant bell in it. <laughs> <laughs> At one end. Of At it, one end of the yeah. boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just off the um, coast is Magnetic Island. Uh, do you want to know why it was called Magnetic, Magnetic Island? Did you go the there? pigeons used to fly there. It's not if you go there, it wipes your credit card. <laughs> that, that, and when Captain Cook passed through, the um, his uh, compass went all haywire. Oh, and okay. thought, well, that must be in, in, oh, the magnetic properties, but there is no magnetic properties there, so it must have been a weird It anomaly. was just the large bell he'd put next to his compass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it got struck by lightning and turned magnetic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so during World War II, uh, Townsville hosted 50,000 American and Australian troops and air crews. It was a major staging point for South Pacific battles, which is probably why there's a lot of people living there now, I would imagine, off yeah, that large population. Yeah. Yes. Um, Eddie Marbo comes from okay. Townsville. Yep. He, he was a gardener at the James Cook University from 70s to 80s, and that's where he first found out about the Terra Nullius doctrine um, and decided to fight that in the Australian law court. So, yeah, hugely um, culturally significant in Australia. It's just a vibe of the whole thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> got a great vibe around. Um, it's on Cleveland Bay, and as you know, Cleveland rocks. Yes. Guys, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a, a funny thing about Townsville is its precipitation is far lower than surrounding areas in its subtropical climate or tropical climate. There's to do with Trade winds coming from the south blowing all the rain away. Oh, okay. Essentially, it's a very dumbed down version. But we have many laymen that listen to this podcast, so not and are on types. and are on this podcast. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Not, not yeah. the experienced nautical types like yourself, Alex. <laughs> no, exactly. Plunge. We know what that means. Nautical term. Nautical term. Just yeah, like um, end. Yeah. <laughs> Can be an eyebrow for the, for the name of the end of the boat where the bell is located. Yes, exactly. Some people call it stern. <laughs> Other people call it bell end. Um, so the average precip- precipitation in November, coincidentally, is when the match is being held, is 7.3 days get rain in November in Townsville. So... Fingers crossed, guys, it's not going to rain during the uh, four days that the first-class match is being held at Tony Island Stadium. Um, a few of the famous um, people coming out, spe- specifically cricketers coming out of Townsville, Mitchell Johnson hails from Townsville, Townsville area. I thought he was from WA. Nah, he's from Queensland, but went to WA very early in his test career. Ah, uh, okay. Nothing else to add there, Mick? No. <laughs> no, okay. He's going to make a joke mum belting him now. Just... <laughs> that's, that's why his mum belted him, because he moved away where his wife's from. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Simons and uh, the catfish, James Hopes. Oh, really? There, really? Yep. What um, and Ben Dunn. Yes. Oh, is he really? Oh, he, he is definitely not on the Wikipedia mm. website for famous cricketers. Too. He's not a notable person, according to Wikipedia. Has Actually, he played for Australia, the dunk? No, Ben Dunk oh. might be from Rockhampton. Oh, he's played a one-day or a T20, I think. T20, yeah. I think. I think yeah. They're only mentioning Australian cricketers because they obviously don't care about the state yeah. cricketers that we care about. Fair enough. Um, Wikipedia. You need um, state cricket Wikipedia. Mm. Yes, exactly. So, um, pull your pud Thurlow... <laughs> Well, Pud Thurlow or Pud Thurlow. That'd be Pud, I reckon. Yeah. Australian test cricketer in the 1930s, hailed from Townsville. Nice. Um, These are his first-class stats. So this guy is before his time getting picked for Australia. He played Mm -hmm. one test. 
31 first-class matches, run score 202 and an average of 5.3. He's a bowler. Mm -hmm. Top score of 23. 80 wickets at 42.88. Is he Australian or New Zealander? He must have been a a spinner then. (laughs) He was... uh, Yeah, so... And then he got selected on that form somehow. Yeah. Only playing 31 first-class matches back then. Anyway, and played one test. Who was the selector then? Rod Marsh? (laughs) (laughs) Or, um, uh, well, the great granddad of Ron Marsh, probably Methodist. So you mean John Inverarity? Crazy invis and his crazy plans. Yeah, so he bowled 234 balls in his only test. Doesn't look like he batted. Scored no runs. And his best bowl, his only bowling is none for 33. So he didn't go on a fair clip when he bowled, but yeah. Mm. Uh, Other notable non-cricketers from... uh, Townsville, uh, Laurie Lawrence, Ross, you love that guy. Oh, yeah, love him. Australian Olympic swimming coach, because you need a coach somehow for 50 swimmers all got their own. Yeah, that way they don't fucking drown, mate. Yeah, true, <laughs> but they, they give each other sleeping pills and go back to the rails. You seen Jane Magnus, James Magnuson when no one's supervising him, mate? <laughs> Funny, yeah. <laughs> Julian Assange comes from Townsville. Oh, yeah. Mm. And the shark Greg Norman comes from Townsville. Julian Assange just let that information leak out, did he? <laughs> he did, yes. Yeah. So, WikiLeaks fame, according <laughs> to Wikipedia. I thought um, the shark was from Mount Isa. Well, they've claimed him in Townsville. Oh, though he's from Cowboys Creek, but there you go. <laughs> um, so, another great thing that Townsville do is called the Goldfield Ashes. Okay. Now, I'm not sure if there was gold near Townsville or why it's called the Goldfield Ashes, because as far as I'm concerned, there's only one goldfield, and that's in Victoria. Yeah. Maybe they stole it from Bendigo, mm-hmm. like, yeah, when, like when Melbourne stole the Grand Prix from Adelaide. Yeah. That was worth it, though, stealing yeah. from Adelaide. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the Goldfield Ashes are similar to Willow Fest in Victoria, which okay. was held in Mildura over Christmas. This yeah. is held in, uh, I think... In conducted in January, yeah. So in it's Townsville. an amateur cricket carnival. Sorry. In Townsville. Yeah, yes, in, <laughs> in January in Townsville, yes. Um, it was recently given the status of a Queensland iconic event, and apparently it's the largest amateur cricket carnival in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, really? So you, similar to if anyone knows Willow Fest, um, you your team or just a group of friends can come up and put a side in and play. You can play at certain different levels. Some on turf, some on non turf, yeah. and then. The highest level you can win. Oh, I think it's a fairly large prize pool. About $15 uh, $200, is it? it? I think it's something like 15 I think grand. everyone gets one of those vouchers to get a free Big Mac with a small coach. <laughs> <laughs> and in the last game, the Mac has come down with a cordial barrel. And everybody gets two <laughs> it's like junior football game. Cordial barrel, yeah. <laughs> Um, the reason why I'm talking about the Goldfield Ashes is because of their president, Jack Mann. Great, oh, really? great uncle Jack Mann. Is his original concept. No relation, but he's, I'm sure he's a great, great uncle of someone. What's his Heavy. first name, Alex? Jack. Is it Hugh? Oh, God. No, it's super. <laughs> it's, not, it's not action? No. I thought it was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, Hugh Jackman's nickname is Spider, so it's Spider Man. <laughs> we could go on. Yeah, Spider Man. It's not. Uh, it's not Jack Xavier Man. So they just call him X Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, I think we've got the. <laughs> That's a funny enough. I think we've got the shark on Man 
How's puberty working out for you, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> so now I've given you a bit of a background of Townsville. We'll oh, go deep diving into Tony Island Stadium in Townsville. Oh, so as I've said... How do you get from the airport to the Stadium? <laughs> um, that's at the end. I'll just give you a quick oh, rundown. Okay. Yeah. So the stadium is part of the Riverway Sporting and Cultural Complex in... hope I pronounce this correctly... Thuringawa Central is a suburb in Townsville. It, um, it inclu- the stadium includes, and as the stadium website has said, it includes the Oval, which is good. <laughs> it's a good it start. Was, yeah, yeah, I know. It didn't include that. We had to play cricket on it. Um, a 1,013-seat grandstand. Very specific. <laughs> what does a 1,014 people rock up? Well, that 1,014 person needs to stand outside and wait. <laughs> one in, one out here, fellas. Dancers <laughs> <laughs> are often set out. Right? Um, includes a practice oval, cricket <laughs> practice nets. It's got a um, six-wicket square. Um, and the design of the ground was modelled on the Gamma. So its dimensions are 138 metres by 164 metres. Okay. So pretty much the same. Similar to what Essendon did with their dumb ovals yeah. out at the end. Are the seats all different colours? So it looks like there's people there when there isn't. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been enough people there <laughs> to warrant doing that. Apparently the stadium in general holds 10,000 plus people. So they've got extensive um, hill yeah, grass yeah, areas yeah, yeah. as well. Um, it has hosted international matches and first-class matches there before. Pakistan A played Australia A there in 2009 for a four-day game. Yeah. Um, the 2012 Under-19 Cricket World Cup final was held there in a couple of games. Um, that's India beat Australia at Tony Island Stadium in 2012. And, and in two that sorry, sorry, uh, there's um, some Australia A games coming up there this season too. Ah, yes. Yeah, I think they're trying to push it. It's a pretty yeah. good venue from the pictures and stuff I've seen. Uh, pretty good, yeah, whole complex there, I suppose. Yeah. Um, in 2014, um, an international match between Papua New Guinea and Hong Kong was played there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that became the 10th one-day international venue in Australia. Oh, okay. So that was a one-day international game. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah. No, unheard, like, who heard about that? Like, if there's ever going to be a podcast that he's about, it's going to be our podcast. Because yeah. well, we care about this sort of esoteric Andy, cricket crap. When Andy Bickle was coach of PNG National Team a few years ago, he was pushing for them to have a team in the Futures League that would be based, oh, yeah. based out of Cairns. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I'm not sure what happened there. I know it's interesting you say it looks good in the pitches. I know when I played at the Tony Island Stadium, I thought, hey, this could be an international cricket venue. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, mm. you said this is way better than the Junction Oval, which came in its first class uh, game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some of the other ground facilities, it's got uh, toilet change, got change rooms. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah handy. Good. on the lower level, guys. If yeah. you were for the for the uh, punters at home on the lower level. Um, it's got meeting rooms upstairs and downstairs, medical and drug testing facilities. Yeah. In case Shane Warne pops past, <laughs> it's got it has just the blanket amenities. Oh, I'm not sure what yeah. they are at the yeah. upper and lower levels. I think that might be a good word for toilets. Um, and it's the home of the Thurungawa Bulldogs, which is an AFL team in that league, and okay. it's the home of the. Quaffle offices, the administration offices yeah. as well. Oh, nice. So I was does thinking... It, does it yes. have a recording studio there? 
No. Oh, okay. Because I think we could record there rather than in the dog pound we're at currently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, yeah, it's currently uh, someone's out the back torturing my dog. (laughs) I hope the listeners don't switch off halfway through like everyone else did last week. Oh, Jesus. Um, So you guys must be wondering, who's this Tony Island fellow and how does he get to have a stadium named after? It's a very good question. Yes, so I looked up Tony Island. I had no idea. Looked up Tony Island. Just typed that into um, Google, and it come up Tony Island Holden, Holden dealership, which is in oh. in um. So is it a sponsor? Is it like Eddie had Stadium? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Tony Island is from a long line of islands that have run um, car dealerships in and around Townsville. Okay. So they've had Dodge dealerships, Chrysler, yeah. Oldsmobiles, any. You name it, and he's a very, he's a great, uh, Tony Island, according to Tony Island's website, is a great um, promoter of sport and healthy activities. He'll pay for, you know, junior athletes' flights to fly to Europe to yeah, go to yeah. competitions, that sort of thing. So I noticed on the Tony Island Holland dealership website that they have a contact the dealer right now chat button, <laughs> so you can text chat them. So I'll give you a transcript of me talking to Paolo. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Tony Island Holden. Are you looking for a new or used car today? And I said, no, I would like to know about Tony Island himself. I noticed that his name is on the Tony Island Stadium in Townsville. Can you help me with any information about Tony? Paolo said, hi, again, for no reason. (laughs) Regarding your query, it would be best to contact the dealership directly for immediate assistance. If there is anything else I can help you with, please let me know. We're online 24-7. Bye! And then it said, chat session disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just at a roadblock there, guys. So I did a bit more of a deep dive. <laughs> and I t- typed in Tony Island again. And then the third one down on Google was just his website. So he's the grandson of Francis R. Island, who was born in Ipswich in Queensland in 1898. And he moved to Cairns with his parents in 1905. Um, he started mending bicycle tyre punctions for Mr. Fred Taylor, father of Harold Taylor, who later became a motor dealer in Innisfail. Very specific... Car dealerships, my cat. I know. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> so he progressed up the thing from bicycle mechanic to advanced motor mechanic. Um... And then started up his uh, dealership. And then it's just sort of gone down through the hands. And yeah. um, Tony Island, yeah, pretty much owns, I think, three or four dealerships and, and various other businesses in and around Townsville. And he's a huge sporting guy. So okay. He sponsors just about every single sporting organisation in uh, Townsville. So he's a, uh, what do you call it, a philanthropist? So he's the Ralph De Silva of Townsville. Yeah, who's Ralph De Silva? Oh, he owns a Holden dealership somewhere in Melbourne. Oh, right. I thought he was... You know what I thought he was? I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought Ralph De Silva was some sort of wrestling... Nah, he's Aravinda De Silva's dad. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, that, that's about the end, actually. I think that's a pretty good deep dive into the... Uh, oh, everyone who's going to watch the first class game, I'm sure it'll be televised at uh, Tony Island. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Be on HD, Channel 9. Yeah, exactly. Primetime. Mm. Exactly. So then they'll know all the history about it. That has been In the Corner with Alex. In the Corner with Alex! <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I agree, with, <laughs> I agree with you. It was a deep dive. 
I'm not sure I'd put the word good in front of it. Okay, fair enough. Um, Well, everyone's got their own opinion. Yes, it was an inch-wide, mile-deep sort of affair. (laughs) We move on now to something that's really got uh, me moving about in my chair. It's over to state cricket and a bit of fixturing chat. I hear there's a game at Townsville. Uh, obviously, James Sutherland. Obviously, there's a bit of a on the door at the end of our Oh, Sutherland, is what we say. Yeah, said, uh, hey, Jimmy boy. <laughs> he goes, what's the good word, fellas? <laughs> I said, did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah I loved it. And he, yeah, I loved the first 10 seconds. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, well, you wouldn't have heard the bit about how you haven't got the shield fixtures done yet. And there was a mad shuffling of papers on the desk. And lo and behold, two days after we called for it, she would have mattered or fixtures came in. Exactly. Yeah, I Sutherland it. works well when you get a rocket up his ass. Oh. You know what? You know what I like about James Sutherland? Yeah. Is that he listens, yeah. he produces, yeah. and he doesn't dab with the female cricketers like Gillam McLaughlin did with the female footballers. Because he he's a flog. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And he dabbed with one arm or something. Yeah. He's a flog. Yeah. Anyway, it's a anyway, fixture. I'm not even sure what you mean by dab, but anyway. Oh, uh, it's a stupid dance one an NFL player started. Oh, yeah. that thing. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. how he celebrates. He celebrated his touchdowns before he went macaque and lost the Super Bowl. Like Cross the old Mr. Slater there. Oh, that thing. What's dabbing? Uh, that thing oh. the kids were doing in the yeah. yard. Oh, I've scuffed me pocket protector. <laughs> <laughs> So fixturing, Ross. Yeah, fixturing. It's, just, it's like it's like a one-second move. If you're going to have a move, you're going to have like you know the shopping trolley or something. You know, it's got it's got to have intricate parts. Yeah. Back in our day, we had intricate moves yeah. when we yeah. did. We moves. had things like you know uh, the lawnmower and, yeah. and the air hostess uh, safety message. You know, oh, yeah, that's flight safety that message. You know. More than one move. What about big fish, little fish, cardboard box? You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of this dab rubbish. Triangles and squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, squat down near the ground, stand back up again. You know. <laughs> tip Leslie's. Yeah, tip paid the move. Oh, all I would say better than dab. Flailing arms, Alex style dancing. Yeah. Anyway, back to the cricket. Uh, the Matador Cup starts on Saturday, October the 1st. That is AFL Grand Final Day. Happy days. Happy days. So, yes. so that oh, it's not a night game, though, is it? No, I think it's in Brisbane. So they've missed a trip there. Oh, they yeah. yeah. Grand Final finishes, what, 6.30? 6. Bang, straight into the second innings of yes. the... To be, to be fair, after about half-time of round one, they knew that the Gabba would be empty. <laughs> Yes. On grand final day. Yeah, that took me a while to get to it. I think just watching them do pre-season training, giving all the targets, they're going, all right, put the gather in. We can play there any time after. (laughs) This Australian A Tour is nearly fixtured there. (laughs) They're going to shift the lines out to play at AB Field. Or Tony Island Stadium. Or Tony Island, uh, so, uh, also, uh, James Southern listened to us and he did a bit of a change-up with the fixturing and put the opening uh, week or so of the tournament in Perth and Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And then the final few weeks are in Sydney. So, so yeah. Uh, I hope they don't 
take it back to playing in every state. I think it works well at the moment. Yeah, can find. Yeah, yeah tickets are mostly in Sydney, and then every year you just go to, we'll go to Victoria this year, and yeah. then we'll go to, you know, Tassie or whatever, something like Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, because of the weather, I don't think it's ever going to come to Victoria or Tasmania. Yeah, you can't trust the weather. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Perth has got five, uh, well, they're timed to start at 11.30 local time. Uh, but there are uh-huh. day-night fixtures into the East Coast, and there's four of those five are on TV. Oh, nice. Good. Mm. Yep. And I think none of the games from Brisbane are televised, but then there's a lot of games from Sydney are. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, there's a, the standard seven teams, the Caxi are back. Yes. Oh, yeah. yep. My man, the Sisto, is he still playing? Oh, the Buzz. Sure. They're probably too old at 22 or something to play for them anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah, true. But I think, as we discussed last year, it'd be a good idea if they have one senior batsman play for the Caxi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hear Mark Crosgrove is available too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hungry. He actually wouldn't be like, other than making them all hugely fat units, yeah. he'd probably be not a bad pick. Like, yeah. you know, he always gets his 20 or 30. Oh, can we go back to... Wh- 32. Yeah. Can we go back to what word were you using to describe him then, Ross? Yeah, I said he was hungry. Yeah. And not just for run. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Yeah, you talked over him. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I'm glad you brought us back. That's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing Mark Cosgrove is, it's hungry. Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. And um, so seven teams, six games each, play each other once. Then there's a two versus three elimination final, and then the final on Sunday, October the 23rd at North Sydney Oval. So it's all done and dusted in about three weeks. And here, yeah. how's this for a tight turnaround? The Shield starts on Tuesday, October 25. So what day did the... Oh, it finishes on finish? Sunday. And the so about two days. Two days. Jeez. Yes, so that's pretty tight. Anyway, and the first round of the Shield is pink ball. Oh, nice. How many Shield games are played? Or how many rounds of pink ball round? Two rounds pre-Christmas of pink ball. The first and the fifth. Is that is that all they're playing on? We thought they'd try and fit a few more rounds in. No, there's only two rounds of pink ball. First oh, okay. and fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after Christmas, for those five rounds, they're using the Duke ball. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Put up your Dukes. Yeah. Because it'll make a huge difference. Like using it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm so against that. It's a waste of time. It is. I agree. A complete waste of time. Uh, it's, it's, it's such an... Yeah. yeah, it's such an over-exaggeration and an yeah, over-correction. Yeah. It's yeah. just ridiculous. And also, it's the conditions, not the ball. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if Australia had faced a kookaburra at uh, wherever they went out for 40 the other year, they would yeah. have gone out for 40, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, some games going to uh, Devon Destinations. Um, I hear that a little whisper came out very quietly that there might be a Shield game in Townsville. Yeah. Oh, really? Not sure if people have heard that. Yeah, just sort of, you know, <laughs> you know that, that'd be that'd be something to be really good to discuss for about fifteen. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Twenty <laughs> five minutes even. <laughs> a game is going to the home of Phil Jakes and Brett Lee. Yeah. Marrickville. No. Cairns. Wollongong. Can't. Wollongong. Oh, the, the gong. gong. Yeah, the gong. Yeah. And. Um, the Vicks are doing their usual and taking a, a late season game to Alice Springs to free up the MCG because nowhere in the state of Victoria can can have a game of first class cricket played on it. Mm. No. 
But in fairness, that's a good way to tap into that, you know, very extensive Alice Springs sponsorship market. Yeah. A lot of of, of big companies based out of Alice Springs. Yeah, they just want to get on board state level cricket. Yeah. 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 Massive. Because that's where where you get good exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Shield final is on Sunday, March the 26th through to Thursday, March the 30th. Okay, yeah. Which means there is exactly six months of state cricket. Yes. Mm. The way it should be. Yep. Awesome. A quick um, Futures League update, because I know we're all hanging out to hear about that. Six rounds, the standard seven teams. The first round is in uh, October 17 during the Matador Finals, so you might see a few big-name Shield players who don't make Matador Finals having a run out there, Mm. getting togged out in their Futures League kit. A couple more rounds in November, then there's... The fourth round is January 23 during the BBL final. So once again, some state cricketers might be uh, around on the suburban grounds that the Futures League uses and then finish off yeah. with rounds in Feb and March. Okay. And at the moment, there's no tour matches no tour matches scheduled for South Australia or Pakistan. But I imagine that if they're going to play... South South matches, what, about, Africa? what about South Africa? Are oh. they going to have any tour matches? What did I say? <laughs> South Australia. Oh, South Africa, you know. Of course, South Australia don't get any tour matches. Yeah. I imagine if they do get any tour matches, it'll be um, Caxi. Yeah. Real, uh, yes. real B-grade Caxi sort of thing. Yeah, pull lower. Yeah, Futures yeah. League Caxi. Well, no, not even, I'd, like, blokes who don't play Futures League. So I'd, I'd say Moses on Reeks League Caxi, but he's in the test side, so... <laughs> yes. So that's what's happening with the uh, state cricket fixtures. It's all very exciting. I'm glad we gave uh, James Sutherland the rocket and he got his act into gear. Yeah, exactly. He's a good lad. He just needs a little nudge every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Mm, very true. Needs us to push him along. Oh, we've got to some more fixturing talk and we've got the current Australia A series started on Saturday, I believe. Yes. Yes. So um, Australia are playing. Australia A are playing against South Africa A. Some of the yeah. big names playing for Australia A: Cam Bancroft, big mm-hmm. like Scott Boland. Yes, Bolo. Boyce, Trav Dean, Peter Hanscom, Jake Lehman, Chris Lynn. Yeah, all the all the big names. Um, what about the podcast favourite, the Stoinclos? Yeah, Stoinclos, Marcus yes. Stoinis. Yes. Gold Stoin donation. Yeah. yeah. That's him. And some of the big names playing for South Africa, Vernon Philander. Yeah, I saw that. He was uh, he, he, was, he was bowling very well the other day oh, too okay. when I watched some highlights. Oh, okay. They were using a pink rock, weren't they? Yes, using a pink ball. And he had it uh, He had it talking a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not just bowling straight ones like he was yeah. before he sort of... Did he get injured? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty unfit rig, I reckon, that bloke. Yeah, he was uh, solidly built, is yeah. a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting name that immediately jumped out at me, other than Stian Van Zyl and Hardis <laughs> Viljohn <laughs> and Dil Fahalukwail, was um, Wayne Parnell. Ah! A bloke who's never really cracked it at South Africa. Made his international right. debut at 19 and is just mm-hmm. he's doing a bit of an Andrew Simons. Not going to come good till he's 32 or something, I reckon. Yeah. He was he, he, he was he was playing for them in the last set of one days, wasn't he? Or was yeah. I watching him in? Was yeah. I watching him in something else? No, was that he? Was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's captain of the one day squad because after these two four day matches at uh, Allen Border Field and a small ground in Townsville called the Tony Island Stadium, 
Yes. <laughs> There's a one-day series from the 13th of August through the 4th of September with uh, India A and the National Selection Panel. Oh, so Rob Master's going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the National Selection Panel, sorry, the NPS, the National Performance Squad. Ah. Yes. So that's a, a quadrangle one-day series. Australia A, South Africa A are in there as well. Yep. And they're also going to be played at Mackay. So that's uh, interesting. Here's some of the names that are in the National Performance Squad. Um, Sean Hay Abbott. Yep. Hilton Cartwright. Oh, Hank. Hank Complete. <laughs> yeah. uh, Caleb Jewell, big name. Yeah. Arjun Nair again, your mate. Oh, my mate. Oh, he's a gun. He's just tearing sides apart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is Graham Hick and the assistant coach is Ryan Harris. Ah, Rhino. Ryan Harris has coached just about every side Australia has to offer in the last 12 months. Yeah, that is true. They then wrap up the whole Australia race uh, winter with two four-day matches in early September against India A at the Allen Border Field. And all the matches are streamed on the Cricket Australia app. Oh, happy days. Yeah, and the first game's uh, kicked off right now. And uh, I was just looking at that a little bit earlier, and I saw that uh, Australia are well on top. Good. Yeah, they've um, they've managed to uh, score more than South Africa have. Yeah, that's very impressive. <laughs> that's a good way to be on top. <laughs> they, lead was... by, they lead by 360 with three wickets in hand and a day to play. So yeah. they're looking to bowl South Africa out. Yeah, yeah. so the Stoy Club made a ton. Yes, he did. I saw that. And, yeah, uh, and uh, read an article about it on the Cricket Australia website. And yeah, the guy, of... the guy in there was full of praise for Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis Patterson made 74. Mm-hmm. And when Australia bowled, it was uh, Chris Tremaine who took a fifer. Victoria's yeah. own Chris Tremaine. Mm. Had um, how Maxwell go with the bat? Uh, he Stoinis... made 38 in the second innings, but he made a bob what? in the first. Yeah. Oh, Stoinis is making tons. Maxwell's making ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Renshaw made 94 in Australia's second innings too. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. so he's young, is... very young, isn't he, Matt Renshaw? Hmm? Matt Renshaw? Yes. He's got to be like 21 or something. Yes, oh, very young. Yep. Yeah. Now, mm. what do you think Future if you're a state cricketer? Are you happy to get selected in this you know, like Australia A team or this national performance squad? Yes. Yeah, I reckon so too. Because... I think you'd have to be because... It's better than not playing cricket right now. Well, I reckon, yeah, true. Having followed some of the uh, state teams on Twitter, I reckon the players would be glad to get out of um, state pre-season training. Yeah, well, that's true. And actually play some cricket, you know. Yeah. Less dips, right. less kettlebells. And... Oh, yeah. yeah. Picking up Spade. and putting down rope. I suppose yes. the, tra- the, the trade-off is you can either spend a day picking up kettlebells or you can sit next to Maxwell in the... Change rooms. Ooh. That's where it gets a bit tough, I reckon. But then yeah. you got, like, Jake Lever next to you, because I imagine he'd be at the back dart. Yeah. yeah. Maxwell's skipper too, isn't he? Oh, for the really? one... No, I don't know. Oh, I've got, got a feeling he is. Oh, I the story cloth or something? No, I, I am going to... I am I am very, very confident that he is. It's down. He yeah. said he's nominated. Pete <laughs> No? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it was Maxwell. Can you imagine that pre-game speech? Oh. <laughs> With his flat peak cap on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
practice it. It'd be, it'd, be a lot of, it'd be a lot of uh, amateur reserves. Like, we owe these blokes. Oh, yeah. We can't let them do this dust on our dunghill. It'd be a lot of that, I reckon. There's a lot of it. Instead of, like, you know, doing this piece, practicing and cover drawing, <laughs> practicing reverse sweep with the back of his head. Like, what are you doing, Jackson? That's how he seems. Instead of, like, doing the, <laughs> yeah, the flick your wrist when you're going to have a bat, he, like, does a reverse flail <laughs> and have over his head. <laughs> we're, bat, we're batting, boys. <laughs> Um, so we've got um, good standard cricket all the way through from uh, Saturday just gone through to September the 18th. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty good. And then two weeks off and the Matador starts. Fantastic. What, what do you reckon some of those fast bowlers will be doing in those two weeks? You reckon, you know, they finish up, they've played for six weeks for Australia, A, eh? They report back for state duty, they'll be going, oh, geez, you know, I think I might have, you know... Or overdone my loads and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm going to have massage for two weeks. I reckon. I just, uh, just not legs aren't feeling quite. Might, right. might be a few lower back issues, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Just yeah. I feel like there's a hot spot coming on. Yeah. <laughs> I think they spend a lot of times in those massage chairs at the like uh, shopping centres. Doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two dollar up to two. <laughs> they just go up to the, the um. The bloke, the, you know, like the team manager going, go, mate, I need a hundred dollars in two dollar coins. <laughs> <laughs> and the bloke lying there laconically on a chair goes, yeah, sweet as bro, get it for you, mate. Wearing aviator sunglasses and a suit. Oh, mate, I've got to drive all the way out to Ferntree Gully Plaza or whatever. Then you could probably cramp up. You've got to drive all the way out to the city of Casey because they've got a really good shopping centre. <laughs> uh, or you just. Now, this is going to be a deep dive, guys. Um, do you remember people that... to switch off. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you remember that pub that was in Richmond that we used to go to all the time? Now, I can't remember what it was, but the Swan. Yeah. And they had some guy giving massages. Yes, Chinese. In the boy. middle of the dance floor. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they hired that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, they would have. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you reckon, gonna... I just reckon the blokes who are fringe players. Not they wouldn't love playing for Australia A because it's playing for Australia A. Yeah, that that's you know reward in itself. But also they yes. must used to be going. Yes, I don't have to spend six hours a day in the gym doing yeah, yeah. deadlifts and the we're, yeah. We're not going to go to the dunes at the back of Lord and run up and down them for yeah. four hours. Yeah, just getting out of pre-season, state pre-season. Yeah, and then report back. Oh, a bit stiff and sore. Just oh, just yeah. yeah. And then I reckon I'll be right by, oh, I don't know, like first week of October. I should be. <laughs> <laughs> I just need, I reckon, two weeks and I'll be good here. Yeah. I don't think it's local football pre-season, mate. <laughs> I don't think they can just use that excuse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there would be some blokes doing it. Uh, what's come to training and getting a run down for the first 45 minutes, I would say, Mr. Sprints are coming out and doing net training. <laughs> Brett James, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Cozzy does. Where have you been, Mark? Oh, I've been at the buffet. I mean, I've been getting a rub. <laughs> I've been at the buffet. <laughs> Run to the ground says, boys, I'm here. I'm hungry for some runs. <laughs> <laughs> and some nuggets. <laughs> uh, well, with that comprehensive look at uh, upcoming <laughs> fixtures, we and Australia A, we move over now to the express lane with Mick. Alrighty, so um, so for all of you, any new listeners there, the express lane is for uh, players who have played twelve games or less for Australia. So, like Pud uh, huh? Like Pud Like yeah, like good old Pud. I was going to do him on the express lane, but you ruined it now, so I can't do it. But you just made up this on the spot. <laughs> Nobody talking. Uh, 
So this episode's installment of the Express Lane, I head down to Tassie and hit the highway with former Tassie all-rounder Sean Young. No relation to last episode's Bradley Young. A lot of Youngs floating around state. There is, at least two. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, the stocky left-hand bat, right-arm bowler, was born in Tasmania's answer to Heidelberg Heights, Bernie, in, on June the 13th, 1970. Judging by the internet, Sean, yeah, it was stupid, but I was young. Didn't do anything of, <laughs> didn't do anything too interesting or outstanding before his first class debut in the 91-92 Sheffield Shield season. Sean the Sheep Young was a batting all-rounder who, whilst not being the most technically correct, but really, who the fuck is? Exactly. Um, placed a high price on his wicket. He bowled pretty pedestrian medium paces, but was able to swing the ball both ways and used changes of pace to snare wickets. He finished his first-class career in 2002, having played 138 games for over 7,000 runs, including 14 tons and 44 fifties at 37.95. He would have been a legend if he was alive now. He'd be a legend. He'd be a le- well, he's still alive. He's only oh, born sorry. in 1970. <laughs> Still playing cricket. Let me let me redo that. You put you put you put in the ground pretty early. (laughs) He'd be a dead set um, for the middle order if he was twenty five now. Mate, if he he was from New Zealand, he'd be fucking captain. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the best player I've ever had. And he's also managed at first class level. He also took two hundred and seventy four wickets at thirty five point eight two. Oh, he's an all rounder. Yeah, so his so his batting average was two runs higher than his bowling average, making him an all rounder. Gen With the best, yeah, and he had yeah best bowling figures of seven for sixty four. He also played one hundred and two List A games where he, where he got himself twenty four hundred runs and eighty eight wickets. Now on to the reason we are discussing Sean can also be a girl's name Young. Yeah, Sean Young. She was in the Blade Runner. Oh. Yeah, she was a big star in the eighties. She was in Blade Runner, and right. then she um come out of the wilderness and was on Criminal Minds. Everyone's like, oh, that's that chick from the eighties. She's not dead. There you go. <laughs> Alright, so back to back to Sean Young Cricket. Alrighty. So uh, I'll, I'll set the scene for you. It's 1997, mm-hmm. and the Aussie Test side containing the names of Taylor, Elliot, McGrath and Warren was in England contesting the Ashes. At the same time, a 27-year-old Sean Young was playing county cricket for Gloucestershire. As Australia headed to the Oval for the sixth and final test, there were some concerns with the Australian bowling stocks. With an injury to Jason Gillespie and Paul Rifle back in Australia for the birth of his first child, this saw the Australian selectors reach out to the county ranks and draft Shane Lee and the subject of today's uh, episode, Sean Hart Young, into the test squad. For you looking at me blankly, Sean Hart was a tagger that played for Brisbane Lions in the Premiership. Ah, yes. Why blow the lid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. After performances in a warm-up match, Sean Young was given the nod ahead of Shane Lee and became the 372nd player to be selected to play Test cricket for Australia. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Young, England won the dead rubber by 19 runs, and his test was uneventful, making a duck and four red with the bat, not taking a wicket, and he bowled a hole of about 13 overs across two innings. They, in the first innings, they used only four bowlers, and he only bowled like two overs. The rest was McGrath, Casper, and Warney. Was he even inside? Yeah, most of the time. They might as well just bowled Mark Taylor or something. Yeah. Uh, the Aussies did win the Series 3-2, so Sean Young can say he was a member of one of the last successful Ashes tours of England. Yep. Uh, in 2002, Young was announced as a general manager for the Tasmanian State League, which is the Australian 
Football Major League in Tassie. Uh-huh. A position he held until Feb this year when he stepped down. Because he died. No, he's still alive. Ross Ross buried him, but he's still alive. Uh, On a side note, if you have a spare five bucks, you can go on eBay and get yourself a 94-95 Sean Young cricket card. Five bucks? Jesus. When I searched him in Google to find some information on him, so I was trying to find out how we got the test, because it was really hard to find actually what happened. But when you go into the second page, because that's how desperate I got, I went to the second page of Google. Into the, the into, ever into the wasteland that's the second page of Google. Um, the eBay page has come up, and there's like for $3 plus $2 shipping, there was all these like um, cricket cards from the 90s on there. Like, just some like, I've got to get the fucking Yeah, some like, Sean like, Young. Go, I need a fucking Sean Young. I need a hologram gold Sean Young. <laughs> but yeah, so and that is uh, this week's, I'm uh, oh, sorry, this episode's uh, Express Lane. So, oh, very good, Nick. Yes. that's happened a lot with people getting pulled out of county cricket. Yes. I think that's how Mike Whitney started, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. 1977 yeah. Ashes Tour. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same, the same happened with, um, what's his name in England? Darren Pattinson just got plucked out of yeah, yeah. county cricket and played the one test. I think Mike so, Whitney might, wasn't even playing county cricket. I think he might have just been playing um, league cricket, like local cricket. In oh, yeah, okay. I think he was, yeah. 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 Was that in Wits End or Fuckwit? I think I read that in Witticism. Uh, when right. I first started doing the, the stuff on Sean Young, because I couldn't find the, exactly what happened with like how he got selected. Yeah. And literally, when I first started reading about it, I thought, this bitch just been like, plucked out of the fucking crowd or something. Because yeah, like, yeah. he couldn't get the exact story of why oh, yeah. like what he was why he was in England. Yeah. So everyone's like, Oh, he's just fortuitous that he was in England. Uh, so like, well, he was on holidays and they yeah. reckon, oh, you, you play state cricket, you want to play a test? And they went to the what are they called? The outback pubs or whatever yeah, yeah. he used to sit there. Who could he bowl? Was in a, yeah. He was in a walkabout pub. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. Who's played first class of higher cricket? Oh, I have. It's like, when you, it's like when you sit in a state game and someone gets injured and they go, does anyone here play district cricket because they need a sub fewer? Yeah, and they know district cricket is a boring yeah. asshole to come and watch mm. a state game. And then they get the team physio out to fear. Yeah. Yes. I actually, it's funny, Nick, uh, I knew that story. You could have just asked me and I would have told you what happened. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> we don't talk other than this podcast. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that, 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 that'd break the golden rule. Yeah. <laughs> so keep the friendship strong. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue if you don't talk to each other. <laughs> we move on now to our next special segment, and it's over to David for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, as we know, David is uh, no longer with us in Australia. He's on holidays in the US. So um, I've just to prove how redundant his position is, I've just I'm going to take over his segment as well. In the yep, and I've seen you writing just in between you finishing the last segment and now you've written down this stuff. <laughs> so that's what twenty seconds. Yeah. So uh, we'll do it as a group effort, but we'll, I've got some things that we can discuss. So for the good, I've got what we discussed earlier was the uh, Stoin cloth making a ton and putting his name yep. in front of the selectors. When you've got an Aussie team that's not performing greatly, it's uh, good, very good timing on I wonder, that. I wonder if um, Marcus Stoin who bats at three for Victorian bowls a few mediums, if he could bat, say, I don't know, mm, number six for Australia, maybe. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't understand. Chippier. I honestly don't understand how him, how he didn't yeah. get the night ahead of Moses anyway. 
Mm. Yeah, exactly. They had a reasonably or, successful state yeah. um, season. Mm. Like, not overly great, but he scored a few 90s or yeah. whatever. But even, um, like, I think when you looked at the numbers, in terms of, like, if they classed Moses as an all-rounder, Scott Boland would be an all-rounder because <laughs> he actually made more runs and took more wickets than Moises did last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got Moises. Yeah, okay. It's not hard when you make three, but yeah. I mean, Moises only played one game, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. And that was the washout. No, he played a couple of games. One yeah. was the washout. Um, so the other good I've got here was it's, it's doing the rounds on all the Cricket Australia media from the Australia game as well. Was Maxwell's caught and bowled that he took the yeah, other day? I've seen it. That was uh, it was very 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 sharp work. It was well done. I don't like him very much with the little prick of field, so you've got to give him got to give him props when he does things well. Specialist fielder. Uh, the other good I've got here is uh, there was an announcement earlier today that uh, Big Wolf Lehman has re-signed for two years. So uh, Ross, you know the ins and outs of that. So do you want to elaborate on that? Oh uh, yes. So Buff has um, signed up for another two years. It'll take him through to the. End of the 2019 World Cup and Ashes in England. And as, as some of the brilliant fixturing minds of England and Australia got together, they decided to put the World Cup and the Ashes all into one English summer. So, there you go. Great. That's yeah. a massive summer. How many yeah. years will that be for Buffers, coach? Well, he started 2013 Ashes. So, that'll be five years. Six. Six. Oh, six years. Okay. Do you think, what's he going to get given for his five year? Because you know how you sometimes get like a I gift think card it's or a watch. Ashtray. Yeah, I was thinking a silver-plated ashtray. I think you get, like, a, a tin, baggy green, that you can turn upside down and use the ashtray. <laughs> He's just, actually, just something heard, to do with smoking, anyway. <laughs> I heard he didn't get to go on the 2001 um, Ashes Tour, so he's actually going to get a slouch hat. Uh, <laughs> and wear his baggy green over the top of his slouch hat. Maybe no, Korean Australia. Oh, the other way around. Maybe Korean Australia. Maybe Australia get one of those giant lanyards and bronzes for it. <laughs> Token of our appreciation. We're all sitting <laughs> around in the office smoking up. At the end of five years, he gets to pick what colour the team tracksuit is. Ah. Yeah, he's obviously not choosing it now because it's fucking blue or something. That's hideous. Ridiculous. I love Alrighty. That. I like yep. how we all have such strong opinions about what colour the team tracks is. <laughs> <laughs> we only ever see it in like a five second snippet of the news when they're yeah. running around warming up. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alrighty. So, so we'll move on to the bad. So I had the team track suit down, but we already talked about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the agenda as a recurring item, please. <laughs> But uh, I've also got here the uh, Aussie side's performance in Sri Lanka as the bad. You yeah. could probably fall under the ugly as well yeah. because it was uh, borderline both. But started so promising. So that was only the second time yes. Sri Lanka has been Australian <laughs> Test match cricket. Ever. And the other time was when Steve Warren and Jason Gillespie crashed into one another. Yes. Yeah, and they had Murali and Chaminda and Arabinda De Silva. Ramesh Kulurathana. Arnold. Yep. Michael Van Court, so, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Arnold. Yep. Never trust a man with two first names. Um, also, I've got in the bat, I've got just both teams just wasting reviews. It was oh. like Shane Watson was batting at number three for both sides. <laughs> oh, it was just immediate. Like, I'm pub in front, the ball was straightening out straight away. Yeah. Oh. It's just insanity. I saw one, like, one of the guys get talked into it by the other guy, and it hit him nearly middle of, like, 
halfway up middle yeah, stump. Yeah. And the other guy's going, yeah, mate, yeah, remember that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what is wrong with you people? Crazy. But, yeah, that was insane. Um, so then I'll move over to the ugly. So for the ugly, I've got Stephen Smith's uh, stumping dismissal from oh. the first innings. Ginya very... Uh, um, series of series losing moments. Oh, here we go. Another, similar to him running down the wicket to Mo and Ali, who bowled five feet down leg, and he, you know, in the ashes, whatever, last time we were over there. And that was a series defining moment. We were all over him. We were dating him, and he does that, and it'll just collapse underneath him. This happened again. Like, we're playing them fine. And the problem with this is, I'm going to full rant about this. Yeah. Smith never has trouble scoring at a reasonable clip against spinners. If he doesn't try and hit him over the top, he can nudge him through the leg side pretty much at will. And he tries to play these stupid shots all the time. Oh, my God. As soon as I heard I was... What was I doing? I was watching it on, like, a text-based commentary. Yeah. And I just saw that, and I was like, oh, that's it. Series over. Mm. So... Oh, anyway, that's my end of rant. Yeah. Along that vein, the other ugly was all of the rest of the Australian batsmen facing Sri Lanka's new uh, left-arm Chinaman sensation. Yes, yeah, and they just game. where I don't think I've seen that many men with fear in their eyes <laughs> since Mark Jackson was on open mic. But um, <laughs> they, listen, and even Steve Smith's fear too. Yeah, well, was, I'm probably the best player in Australia, and I've no idea where this is going. And he was just—he was. It's like you know, it's like none of those blokes had ever faced. You know the greatest spinner of all time in the nets before. Yeah, like like Nathan Lyon. But uh, it just show it just shows how like at state level that our spinning stocks have got nothing on the Asian slash subcontinent. Um, what they're putting out because this guy's in his first test ever. Yeah, and he just goes wooshka. Yeah. Like, he did have very, very good first class stats leading yeah. into the game. Yeah. He took a couple of sevenths or whatever. Yeah. Ridiculous amount of wickets. Um, alrighty. So, also on the ugly, I've got a uh, Dave Warner's dismissal in the first innings as well. I was watching it live. I was watching it live. He took it from about the seventh off stump. Yeah. And nicked it back onto his uh, onto his stumps. Yeah. But like I say, Dave, there'll be people. Like I told my protege when he rang me up to ask me about what what he should do. Yeah. I said, mate, there'll be people in the media potting you. <laughs> so you know what happens, mate? The lion does not worry himself with the opinion of the sheep. Uh-huh. So you just keep doing your thing, buddy. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about John. Don't worry about John Ralph and his mates. <laughs> did, did, you, did you say to him to play his natural game? Yeah, that's all he can play, mate. Oh, don't play your unnatural game. Yeah, don't don't block out like a hundred balls for nothing trying to save the game just to prove you can do it. Yeah. Just go swing out of your ass. Yeah, it's more fun that way. Yeah. Lose a game for Australia, the country you represent. Ah, why sweat it why sweat your ass out, out in the middle when you're sitting there watching? <laughs> uh also speaking of uh, uh dotting it up, uh onto the uglies, uh Stephen O'Keefe and Peter Neville's Edward Cowan style partnership of yeah. Uh, what was it? One four off a hundred balls. Yeah. Yes, and it was uh, more than a hundred balls, but a yeah. hundred consecutive balls with no run off the bat. So when when this was brought up, um, and we've been talking about it at the time, what was your response? What did you think had happened when you saw that? What there was only one four? Oh yeah, I thought my uh, refresh on my internet had stopped working. Because <laughs> <laughs> the score hadn't changed. It had to say like washed out or three or. <laughs> I thought it would be working. <laughs> well, the internet 
stuff. I'm unplugging and replugging my mouth and back in, <laughs> the cord, turning it off and on again. <laughs> I'm doing my bloody phone hotspot, trying to get stuff going. Uh, so uh, another ugly is Sri Lanka's use of the term stadium in reference to Palakala Stadium, which it should be referred to as Palakala Stand because that's all there is at a ground. So I think stadium's a little bit generous there. Oh, I had one the more ugly. Paddock was a better <laughs> So when I wasn't chatting a sickie from work and wasn't watching an illegal stream of the cricket <laughs> on the first day, I did listen to some ugly stuff on the stump mic, which you can for some reason hear through this stream. Yeah. Not a legal stream, of course. And I think it was the second batsman for Sri Lanka has got out LBW and mm. is thinking about reviewing it and all you can hear the Aussies go on, review it, review it, review it, do it, do it, do it, do it, over and over again. And he goes to review it. The umpire's gone too long, mate, get off, you're out. And luckily he did it because he was plumb. Yeah. And then you just hear, suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So it's the same at local level. <laughs> and, you, so, and apparently no one gives anyone a send-off anymore except for suck shit. <laughs> and also you can hear them saying, a lot of pressure on this bloke, fellas. A mm-hmm. lot of pressure on him. If he goes out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's exactly the same as local <laughs> Was that bloke who came in Mendes? <laughs> uh, no, this was the first inning, so um, they all pretty much. I think they were saying that to um, uh, the skipper. Yeah, uh, Angelo. Yeah, yeah, Angelo, big Angelo. Alrighty, so onto the. So I've just got one more ugly I'm going to touch on before we uh, wind up the segment. So I've got. Um, so my very last one is for any of you out there who've been watching the CPL. If you if you have been, it's on uh, Fox Sports. It's a fantastic time. It's on nice and early in the morning, so you can get up before you go to work and watch a half an hour or so before you head in. Um, so I was watching it this morning, and it was the uh, St. Lucius uh, Zooks, I think they are, which is Watto and Huss's team, and Darren Sammy's there as well, as well as, John, as, well as Johnson Charles. They were playing the uh, Talawas. I can't remember where the Talawas are from. Jamaica. Jamaica, which is Chris Gale's team. I think Dre Russ plays from as well. Jamaica's so crazy. that part of it's fantastic. The ugly part of it, Chris Gale has orange fucking sideburns. <laughs> what? I'll repeat that. I'll go back and just rewind that. He has orange sideburns. So the rest of his hair orange? No. So he has like so he has he's, he's got your standard Chris Gale, you know, yeah, shoulder length dress. Yeah, he's got yeah. a bit of beard actually with a goatee, rah rah. Fatting his sunnies, which that's vlog behaviour itself. But <laughs> then, like I'm looking at him trying to work out what was wrong with him when they were field guns. Something not right here. I can't put my finger on it. Then I look at him and I work it out. He's got orange sideburns. So Andre Russell's Andre Russell's got a mohawk, which he's like put an orange racing stripe down the middle of, which is pretty bad. But then obviously he squirted the shit on on Gail's face, and Gail's got these big giant orange sideburns. And he looks like um, he looks like he's uh, half Irish or something. He's got these big ginger sideburns. It's ridiculous. So is it a team colour thing? No, because they're like black and yellow and green. So it doesn't even match. Oh, Do you reckon Dre Russ and um, Dre Russ and um, Chris Gale you know, um, having a shower after the game, and he said, "Oh, you know, Dre Russ, I'm out of uh, out of um, body lotion. Can you throw me something?" And he just <laughs> Yeah, threw him something and he just had salt in his eyes or whatever. Yeah. It was actually peroxide. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very good chance that that's what happened. That's yeah. 
Speaking of Dre Russ, he got married recently as well, so congratulations to him. And his missus was spotted in the crowd wearing a giant Dre Russ t-shirt. Oh, nice. That's well. And that's uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly for wow, this episode. Comprehensive, Nick. David usually does. Mm. What's that, sorry? Twice as comprehensive as David oh, usually yes, does. Very much so. And um, I was just going to add on to the bad, our working out of time zones. Yes. Yes, we, no, it's we perfectly definitely got worked that. Out. Perfectly worked yeah. out. David just doesn't want to get up at 4.30 a.m. to do a run there. He's <laughs> 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 to production values. No. No. All right. He's on tender hook. It's the old, it's the old, it's not you, it's me situation. Well, it's not us, it's you. It's the reverse. As you know, uh, Alex, we like to weave a narrative, a closely knit and well thought through. (laughs) Exactly. And well constructed narrative through this uh, podcast. So after we've sort of preempted all our talk about the first test, it's now time for national team talk. (laughs) The first test. So Nathan Lyon did well. Yes. Bowled three over, four overs and got three for 16 in the first innings. And then yep. bowled an absolute shirt ton of overs in the second innings and got carded. Mm. Yep. Steve O'Keefe bowled all right. He did, actually. Yeah, he did. As I was not watching on the not-illegal stream, <laughs> um, he was immediately accurate. But he's uh, he's done. So. Yeah, that's right. Now, it did seem a little foolhardy by the Australians to take over a host of all medium pace all-rounders and pace bowlers who are never going to play in Sri Lanka. I'm thinking of the likes of Nathan Coulter-Nile, Jackson Bird, and um, Moises Enriquez. Why? I don't know why he's taking Nathan Coulter-Nile anyway. (laughs) Like, his mum won't even take him to the shops. (laughs) It's not worth it, NCM. <laughs> She's like, you just get injured, NCM. You put some trolley, you do your shoulder. Like, you're just useless. Goes to grab some nappies off the top shelf. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> it does seem a little silly. Um, why, why did they pick John Holland? Uh, they, I don't know. Because they can. So they left, left, lost a left-arm orthodox... Yes. And he's left arm orthodox. I don't know if that's the thinking. I think it probably might be. Probably, yeah. yeah. But um, do they want the ball spinning the other way to Nathan Lyon's off spin? Yes. So could Why they not they have just... a right arm leg spinner play? Yes, like forward. forward which, there is, which there is a couple of those floating in really. Adam Zampa, Cameron yes. Boyce. I know Cameron Boyce didn't really get a run for Queensland last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like doing anything. He's in the CPL. I don't even know if he's been playing. Really? Yeah, Why would you play? Oh, he has, has he? Yeah. When, I watched, when I was watching the other day, he didn't look like he was doing anything. Because, like, we you know, pretty much held the Australian team together bowling-wise. Yeah. The, but the one thing I've noticed, like, well, clearly touching the CPL, it's like yeah. everyone gets a bowl. There's like always eight bowls on that bloody... Maybe that's why Australia is so crap at 2020 yeah. that we don't spread the bowling around a lot. But yeah, like, yeah, but yeah, back to it. But like, just, yeah, why not just take a lead? Yeah. Right. Like, well, what this squad, squad probably should have had four spin bowlers in it, really. Yeah. To be to be fair, though, spin bowlers don't usually get injured. Yeah, that's, no, that's true. true. But, but only only taking two. If you're going to play, the plan was surely always to play two spinners with Mitch yeah. Marsh in the team. Yeah. So yeah. to only take two meant that though it was always going to be those two. You got no variety. What, no, if, what, I... what if Steve O'Keefe had a stinker? There's no other yeah. spinner. You're just going to replace yeah. him with Jackson Bird. What for? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. They would have kept playing him regardless of stinking yeah. up. I didn't really watch too much of it after Sock got injured, so I don't know who bowled in that. But did, did Smith or Warner or any of these other... Warner bowled one over. Okay. Yeah. Smith, <laughs> just bowled a couple of overs. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. that's not... That's not a solution part time. Oh no, no, of course no. it's not. But I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, just wondering what they did there. Because for for those of us who do remember back that far, Steve Smith was originally chosen as a spinner. <laughs> yes, but I don't know why he doesn't bowl himself more. Why yeah. water to bowl? It's the same as Clark. Clark. Oh no, Clark had a bad bat, yeah, yeah. but he never bowled himself either. Yeah, uh, Smith, I think, does it right. He's he's very much an occasional bowler. Yeah. Still, though, you think he can land it a bit better than Water. And also, you're an international cricketer. You have hand-eye coordination. Water's sent down, like, three long hops in a row. Like, surely you can pitch it on a reasonable length. I I think he hasn't bowled a lot recently because of that finger problem. So I was saying he hasn't bowled at all. Still, still, like, you watch, like, good cricketers at, like, our level. Yeah, but they all bowl bloody offies on a leg. Or something but, like but no, but doesn't want to bowl leggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. But like, but if you break a finger, you'd have tr- would you have trouble releasing it? I don't know. Never had. Yeah. Actually, no, I did bowl with it. This finger's still broken. I okay. bowl with a broken finger all the time. That's oh, how tough I am. Like, sorry, Shane Warne. Forty, 40, 40, 40 wickets. You, Forty wickets with a broken <laughs> finger. <laughs> it's not all about you, Alex. It's all about me. It's a spew grade. Forty wickets in spew grade. In one season, by the way, in case people think I've overtaken 40 wickets. <laughs> okay, then we got to Australian team talk, guys. <laughs> but, um, Chalaka, like, they look threatening. Like, we're going to lose. We probably won't win a test. No, we'll lose 3 0. Yeah. It's a great test. It's over. I reckon the rain's going to come. Yeah, well, that's true. I like that we're at Lamas, too, and we straight away, you know, we're fucking out. Yeah, we've lost the test. We're done. I'm, yeah, I was watching some of it and seeing the fear in every batsman's eyes as they pop their front foot forward to... Is this going to come into me or away from me? You know what's going to happen there, don't you? Old mate, the left-arm Chinaman, mate. He'll never land one on the pitch ever again, probably. No, nah, well, I'm going to... He'll probably do that to Australia. I have a feeling he will, but people will just work him out. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll have footage of him now. Yeah. They'll know his cue for when he bowls the wrong, and they'll pick it. I think that's yeah. what'll happen. That, yeah. just, that's what happened to that spinner called Mendes who played for Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah. New Zealand worked out he did something with his other arm when he bowled the tricky one. Ah, okay. And um, then yeah. everyone knew. And he was ineffective after that. Just dance right up the wicket and hit it out of his hand. <laughs> like, as soon as he let it go, just bang. <laughs> <laughs> he might, he say, might take a couple of fingers with it as well. He won't be able to turn it as much then. That'll make it a bit easier. He did bowl a exceptional length for Roman bowling. Yeah. Though. Like, it was not... It was the perfect length. You can't come out of your crease to it. You can't go back to it. And it was you have to come forward, and you don't know where it's going. If it's so too full, it... you can come forward and smash it. Or if it's too short, you can go back. Doesn't matter. But... So that was sort of the complete opposite of how Michael Bevan used to bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, borderline no ball, head high, full buggers, <laughs> half trackers, and then one unplayable one in the middle. Yes. Uh... Well, the second test starts on Thursday. Oh, good. So Australia have no tour matches in between, of course, because they're useless. Yep. So we just go straight to the Gaul International Cricket Stadium, starting Thursday. With a couple of hours of footage of Sam Trichet. Yeah, that's it. So the video analyst guy will be working overtime. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I've got a feeling Harass will take an absolute shit ton of wickets this test, because it's going to be turning boards at Palakeli. Yep. 
Um, and he's just got the guile and know-how and he'll just work us out, I think. Yeah, I think so. He took quite a few wickets in um, both innings already. So Yeah, yeah. I would predict that to continue, to be honest. Yeah, uh, the only hope is us following him out for 170 in both innings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which so I don't think so. will happen. No. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening on the Australian Tour of Sri Lanka. It's uh, The future's not looking good. The squad looks to be a whole lot of junk. Yeah. Uh, for the test team, like inappropriate, about as useful as ashtrays on a motorbike. Yeah. And then... And the Darren has got one of those. Yeah, then, then <laughs> Rod Marsh pulled another swift and announced the squad for the upcoming ODIs against Sri Lanka. Yes, he did. Nice got picked, which is good to see. Yeah, no spot for Circus Maximus. Yeah, big show. Uh, big show. The big you, know, no you can shot. stick it up for 16 matches in a row, but once you hit that 17 matches, you're out. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's very exciting. I'm sure we'll all get our, um, get ourselves up for that ODI series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they've created their own monster with Maxwell because they've continually rewarded him for underperforming. So, like, what do they expect? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't get it. I'm not sure, actually, to be honest, why he's not with the test squad now. Yeah. To be... Number six and players as third spinner. Well, you, that, that's exactly. Right. You can really uh, play him as a spinning all rounder yeah. over there. Yeah. Like, like we, as, we, as everyone loves to remind us, trivia question. He's opened the batting and bowling in the sub. Yes. Yeah. And he's kept. And he has kept as well. Yep. He loves the con- subcontinent. Yep. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't so, really. His stats are horrible there, but he doesn't know all that stuff. <laughs> Well, he loves it because he's only three tests he's played have been there. Hey, he loves it because he gets picked. <laughs> I think they've done that test and it's failed. Yeah. I don't think they're going to pick him regardless of whether what conditions. What about Sander? They could have picked him. He can bowl medium and spin. Yeah. He's got the world's largest double on Yeah. <laughs> oh, I jumped off him, Abby Ross. Yeah, apparently yeah, he yeah, bowled sure. probably one, one over and off his and everyone thought it was the next greatest thing. <laughs> uh, interesting that... Um, all this planning and preparation, this uh, blueprint they've laid out for this Sri Lankan tour, yeah. uh, making the Feb March four test tour of India looking good, then isn't it? Oh, yeah, this is going to be Looks absolutely like really horrible. Really learned our lessons from that homework gate era, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Or even last October when we went to not last October, eighteen months ago when we went to the UAE and played Pakistan. Yeah. Oh. Maybe runs that they put on something like two thousand runs in two tests. Oh, yeah, something mate. Like that. Yeah. People reckon it was impressive when Brian Lara made five hundred. Wait till Coley gets hold of us. Nathan Lyon sending their donkey droppers outside off. <laughs> <laughs> what did he make? What did he make against the West Indies the other day? About two hundred and eighty in about four minutes or something. Yeah. Like, Fuck it, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cole is a chance to retire a few of our bowlers in. <laughs> uh, and the narrative continues to weave because we move now to international cricket. <laughs> and eight of the ten test nations are playing in late July. It's a bit weird. Yeah, it's good though. Yeah, I don't disagree. West Indies are playing India, as Mick alluded to. Yeah. West Indies getting done. Oh, dated. Mate, there's so much going on. Foxtel needs a Fox cricket channel, I reckon. Yeah, with two red buttons. Yeah. yeah. Also, why does Holder bat at eight? Yeah, he should bat about six. Oh, yeah, way higher. Because he can barely hold her? Uh, no, but he can't actually hold her. Yeah, Dinesh Ramden got dropped, didn't he? So they got a new keeper. I'd bat the keeper at eight and at least hold her at seven. 
So it's Dowrich, the keeper, and he's batting at seven. Yeah, we'll just swap those two at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Holder yeah, isn't much of a bowler, actually. Bowls, I mean, he's very tall, but he bowls about 110 k's an hour. He's something. the keeper tight option, I think. Yeah, it's a Kyron yeah. Pollard of that team. Yeah. Yep. It's a good while. So Rahul uh, opened the batting for India. Um, yep. So West Indies made 196. Yep. Um, in the latest test, anyway, the first test, they got actually smashed by, as you said, Nick Collins, mm-hmm. 200 million runs or whatever in 48 balls. Yeah. Uh, Rahul scored 158. Um, and West uh, India are 358 for five, and they've eclipsed the 196 easily. Yeah, West Indies got bowled out in 52 overs. Bloody yeah. hell. As well. <laughs> Zimbabwe are hosting New Zealand for a test. A couple of tests, I think, actually. Yeah. First so test I, underway. Zimbabwe. Uh, did Kane Williamson get injured or something? Uh, he made 90. Uh, Ross Taylor oh, made maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe he made runs. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, Ross Taylor made 170 and someone else made a ton. They're just dating them as you'd expect. Yeah. England and Pakistan is now one all. Yes. After, um, Pakistan. Pakistan won at Lords and did the push-up dance. Yeah, come on. Yeah. England weren't happy because they prefer sprinklers and pissing on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just absolute hypocrisy, isn't it? Like, yeah. Apparently, uh, Alistair Cook got upset because um, Ms. Barr Al Huck refused to ride in a tractor <laughs> <laughs> off the ground. They, did, they didn't want to go on a fox hunt. They were all angry. <laughs> He didn't want to go on a fox. <laughs> he He's didn't get down the local and have a beer with him. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about pig prices. Yeah. Being being from Pakistan, it wasn't really his go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's one all. England punched back at wherever they played the next test and won it, which is yep. uh, sort of irritating because I wanted to see England lose that series. Worst Joe Root was in great form uh, too. Yeah, he scored 250. Yeah. God, they have become highly unlikable, haven't they? Yeah. Well, what do you mean become? Well, yeah. I, I, in the yeah. 90s up to 2005, they're just always shit. So they're like. Nah, it's, but yeah, I reckon. Like, but yeah, you're, you're right, mate. Because I remember when I was a bit younger, they had you know like guys like Darren Goff and yeah, Alex like Stewart and all that. You're yeah. kind of like, yeah, they're all right. They're just fucking larrikins, and they're not very good. So they're just yeah, playing great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were likable. Because they were no good. Yeah. Andy Caddick. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the dad you always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> we got to come out of the like womb with grey hair. Have you seen the trailer of that new BFG movie? That's what Andy Caddick's up to right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's life after cricket for Andy Caddick. I think he dressed up in the Harry and the Henderson show. <laughs> <laughs> Blokes like... Uh... Paul Nixon, the badger who wore the mouth guard keeper. Oh, I hated that guy so everywhere. much. Oh, and he always did well against Australia for just an essentially a shit cricketer. The Holly Oaks played back then as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark Elam, you know, just mm. real crap stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. real jippers. Yeah. The king of Nasser Hussain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Real likable blokes like Nasser Hussain. Mr. Bird. Is it actually Giles, the king of Spain? Yes, the king of Spain, yes. <laughs> he was shit, Giles. Yeah. Although he did play the 2001 Ashes they won? Yeah, he might have actually. I think he did. 05, 05 sorry, yes. Yeah. He got Damien Martin out a few times. I remember I was wild. 
In a year while, what if you're a Damien Martin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, no top nine batsmen should go out to this bloke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you're Brett Lee, you shouldn't go out to this guy. Well, I think that was the start of Australia's slog out the spinner tactic. Yeah. And it failed against Giles. Yeah. That series anyway. I think they've got to take on the idea that just hit him for one four and over because then he'll get another over. Yeah. In fairness to Damien Martin, I think a red car drove behind the ball's arm when he was batting. Good effort, red effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably. Um, so, yes, that's what's happening in the world of international cricket. And as you mentioned earlier, Mick, the CPL continues to roll on games in Florida. Mm. Yes, yeah. Very impressive. And Afghanistan have just wrapped up their tour of Europe. Uh, they finished off with a four-day game against the Netherlands, and they won that inside two days. So a very successful oh, tour. Well, wait. wait. Mm. Give them test status. Yeah, give them test status. I agree. Yep. And we are just about done. we got some listener feedback, I believe, Alex. Um. Just out to McMissin that the picture of Ross doing the fixture was meant to be me, not Mick. <laughs> or that. So, so yeah, he's oh, got that wrong. That's the only, uh, my feedback to a listener. Ah, fair enough. Yes. Yes, I don't have uh, anything in particular to talk about either. So we'll draw this one to a close. Yep, sounds good. This... Oh, I will add, sorry, Red Rooster delivery to our list of sponsors. They actually make money, but uh, yeah. it was pretty good before the episode. We had big chat down. Yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely well received. Yeah. yeah. The uh, regular peas. I got regular peas, and it was yep. a very small regular peas. <laughs> it wasn't enough, so that's one criticism. So they got uh, up their Did you gap. get any corn wheels? No, no corn wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that's disappointing. I yeah. actually think that uh, Red Rooster... Could be added to our list of financially viable sponsors because they've always lost money. It's just Coles might want to have a foothold in the fast food market. Yeah, it mm. seems weird to me. Yeah. Maybe uh, if they're making a loss in the business, they can write off all their taxes on the profit they make. Yeah, they? I think so. I think that's probably it. And also they own the real estate. So when they find something better to do with it, they can. Yeah, they don't lease it, they buy the property. Well, there you go. Yeah, Business 101 with a bit of yeah. podcast. Yeah. Apparently, McDonald's model is about that a little bit too. They own some of the best real estate in the world. Uh huh. Same as the uh, Christian religion. Yes. Yes. That one. Yep. The Vatican is the largest landowner in the world. Uh-huh. And then this has been the mid real estate podcast <laughs> yes we've got right off track <laughs> buy low sell high this has Big been cricket podcast another Big Lug production brought to you by our ever growing host of financially viable sponsors the gold medal soft drink company Sizzler, Collins Class Submarine, Dick Smith Masters, Pizza Haven Eagle Boys, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley uh, Smorgies, Milo, so Franklin Supermarkets, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail. Hey, Pocket Mail me! Copper Art, Brushes, Laserdisc, Flash Drives, and of course, all our podcasts are recorded onto high-quality Betamax. Don't forget to send. Don't forget to fill in your census and answer honestly the census question about the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. We are on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter. And on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight on August the 14th. We hope to have all the crew back together again. Yeah. David should hopefully have returned from his uh, 
fact-finding mission on cricket to the United States, and we can grill him about what occurred on that junket. (laughs) Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks.